Uh, welcome to our podcast, uh, Driving with Woody Fit. Uh, we're gonna be talking about some cool things, and uh, uh here's our host, uh, Nate Rods. Hey, thank, thanks, Kermit. Welcome, you guys, to uh, to Drive with Woody Fit. That was Michael's voice you heard, not not I mine. Do. I'm not talking to myself, but uh, <laughs> today on the show, uh, we talk about why milk does not do the body good and why that is the biggest lie and how the government helps big dairy sell you milk and sell you the bullshit lies about milk. We also talk about why you should do savasana after every workout. What the fuck is savasana? I didn't even know. I didn't even know that was a thing, but apparently it is, and it's pretty freaking basic. We also talk about the best dumbbells uh, for at-home workouts. Uh, This is one that I have pretty good pretty good knowledge on because i work out at home and have dumbbells at home <laughs> so uh then we answer some questions rick frank D- david and kyle david. rick frank david and kyle we answer your questions <laughs> somebody has a problem catching their breath we kind of talk about that um you know the difference between high rep moderate weight and low low rep heavyweight uh and our our inputs on that what's the best way to make make all time gains also how to lose some body fat and work out in your backyard as well as is it better to stick with a routine or just fucking wing it when you go into the gym what's going to bring you the best results Uh oh <laughs> all of the show notes uh for this episode you can find at executivefitllc.com slash woody fit or you could just go to the main page click on the podcast and that'll bring you to the web page with all of the show notes on it. Now, if you're looking to get some good quality, high quality, uh, super fucking dope, uh, free guides, free workouts and guides. Uh, what are the two workouts and guides we have, guys? Uh, high speed anabolic. Oh no! Ah! Oh, no. Like, that, that's that's not. For. That's not that's, out yet. That's you better not, pay for that yeah. shit. Yeah, that's gonna be this the hinting uh, for the future. It's gonna be the pay plan, <laughs> but it's not just gonna be the program because you're gonna get a lot. Oh, you're talking about the M two forty. Um, yeah, bro. Arm? So yeah. if you go to executivefitllc.com slash free, you will be able to download the M two forty Bravo arm. Well, no, it's not the M two forty Bravo. It's the arm two forty Bravo yeah, workout. The best workout <laughs> to help you build those tiny little squirt guns into big massive guns as well as the basic training guide which is a guide to help you build a solid foundation in resistance training designed for the individual with zero experience this will walk you through how to structure your workouts and lift weights effectively both absolutely free on the website executivefitllc.com slash free i don't even ask for your email to get these guides so head over there right now download them try them out and let me know your thoughts Wake up, punk. I know, that's why I needed this coffee. <laughs> so I'm totally not going to get sick this year. Totally mm. not going to get sick. I feel like most people who say that get sick. Eat a dick, I'm not getting <laughs> sick. Pray tell. Yeah. Alright, so I got my flu shot, of course. And normally that like fucks with you a little bit. Mm-hmm. You get like a little throat thing going on. Or that's you just what feel I like crap. Yeah, That didn't happen to me. Uh, yet. Well, I think I got it a week ago now, almost. So it hasn't happened. It didn't happen to me. So I think that what I'm doing is working. And I mean, with kids, there's only so much avoidance of being sick that you can do. Good luck, because you have <laughs> freaking kids. But I'm doing a few things to kind of like boost my metab, my, not my metabolism, to boost my immune system. Um, going through, going into and through the cold season and one of the things that I'm doing is cold rinses in the shower now I know that sounds horrible it heard about sounds that? I've tried that and I'm like oh, why okay. would I get rid of the warm <laughs> okay, so here's what I do so um, I'll like completely shower and like you know wash my hair and wash my face and like get all of the soap off of me so that I'm not trying to like hurry up and rinse my body in ice cold water you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I'll like completely rinse my body of the soap and then I'll just stand under the water and let it hit like the the back of my shoulders and run down 
like over my shoulders and and my back and my stomach. I just got the chills. I know. I'm like, I'm so cold. (laughs) So I know I'll just like stand there and then turn it to cold. And then I'll just go as long as I can. And like, as soon as it, as soon as the water is ice cold, I start counting like one, 1000, two, 1000. And I just focus on breathing deep, like nice, deep breaths throughout while I'm counting. Mm -hmm. And the, the most I've got to so far is 15 seconds. Damn. The mo- and like, too. Dude, <laughs> like I find myself being counting to six and be like, okay, I'm almost at 10. I'm almost at 10. And then I'm at like eight. And I'm like, I'm not at 10 yet. <laughs> I'm not even at 10 yet. Like it, like time slows down when you're under ice cold water. But the reason that I'm doing cold rinse is because they, it's been shown to boost your immune system from just doing cold rinses hmm. in, in water. Um, going from a hot to a cold, that contrast with water running on your body um, has been shown to boost your metabolism. Interesting. Not your metabolism. <laughs> I keep saying boost your metabolism. I mean, it could probably also boost your metabolism because well, it's decreasing. Um, yeah, and like just being in cold, mm-hmm. cold climates cause your, when you shiver, like that's movement. So mm-hmm. like you're burning calories while you're shivering. Right. So. Um, but yeah, the cold the cold rinses is the first thing that I'm doing to um, make sure that I don't get sick. And I know I kind of sound sick right now, but that's because I was screaming earlier today because I did pull a new <laughs> PR on the deadlift. So yeah, like, here we go. You know, I was pretty hype about that. There but it is. Yeah. <coughs> anyway, um, so that's number one that I'm doing. Number two, I'm putting lion's mane and chaga extracts in my coffee. And those are both mushrooms. Those are both mushroom extracts. Uh, okay. And they both have been proven to, lion's mane specifically has been shown to boost your immune system. So I'm doing two immune boosting things. One first thing in the morning because I drink my coffee first thing in the morning. And then one at night right before I go to bed. I do the cold rinse with the shower. Doesn't now, that wake you up? Yeah. Yes and no. I mean, I've don't haven't really noticed an effect on my sleep mm-hmm. on going to sleep like i would a, imagine it would make you it. like more excited to go and lay in bed in the warm covers yeah that's like it's because like you yeah. know when you're in a hot shower and mm-hmm. then you step out and you're like oh god the air is cold right mm-hmm. you do a cold rinse and then you step out of the shower and you're like oh it's warm <laughs> like the air is warm it's like it's so weird that because weird. you're not used to it so like, i'll step out and be like oh I'm fine. And like, I'll dry off and like walk out into the room and like, oh, it's nice in here. <laughs> and like, normally, like, you get, in, you go from a hot shower, you step outside, you're like, oh my God, my room is freezing. Like, yeah, you know that. what I mean? <laughs> but when you do that, when you do that cold rinse, you don't get that. Hmm. So and it's pretty cool. How's the taste of that, the, the mushrooms? So I don't actually put like external uh, or exogenous, um, like it would be considered exogenous, but I don't put like lion's mane. Right. Like I'm not putting legitimate mushrooms Mm -hmm. in my coffee. I'm just drinking uh, four sigmatic mushroom coffee and I'll link to the four sigmatic mushroom coffee in the show notes. So you guys can check it out. Uh, But every single person that I've showed this to, they're like, Oh, mushroom coffee. Ew. And I'm like, no, smell it. It smells good. And I open the, open the can and I'm smelling like, damn, it smells like really good coffee. And like hands down, probably the best coffee I've ever drank. Damn. Hands down, like better than Black Rifle, better okay, than yeah. better than Duncan, like best. Anything coffee better ever. than Duncan. Well, you went yeah. like good, good, then you're like eh, cheap. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say it's better than Camara coffee. Definitely better than Camara coffee. The coffee that's infused with nootropics and makes you feel like you're uh, that it, it was laced with um, Adderall. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I yeah. Need some you of guys that. gotta try some yeah. of that. They're both on Amazon. I'll link to both in the show notes: Camara Coffee and um, Four Sigmatic Mushroom Coffee in the show notes, so you can feel like you're on Adderall and boost your immune system. Have you posted that time. on Instagram? I yes. Feel, yeah, I thought so. I think I posted both of them. Yeah. Maybe not on Instagram. Definitely on Snapchat. Oh snap! Both of them definitely got posted on Snapchat. Nice. <laughs> no, I've improved my diet. I think I've really a whole lot. Um, I've decreased the amount of carbohydrates that I eat. So like basically the only carbs that I'm getting are from starchy vegetables. Mm-hmm. So how's your energy? Fine. Yeah. 
like honestly at first it was hard making the switch because i kind of did cold turkey um but you know i feel fine i can pay attention in class and not fall asleep and i don't have any trouble sleeping at night so that's that's good and you've lost weight like and apparently i've lost weight too. oh shit how much weight have you lost no, I don't A- according to the scale nothing Mm. But she, you can tell that she, she just looks, looks leaner. Yeah, yeah. She looks leaner. Yeah. Look at that. The even more proof that you don't need the scale is not the be all end all. And so many people get too wrapped up in what the scale is telling them. Mm-hmm. Like I posted a picture on Instagram the other day and it was a picture of me on the scale, like what the scale the the scale reading basically with me standing on it. I measured myself in the morning, early in the morning. And then when I got home, pre-workout, measured myself, and then in, and then post-workout. After, I remember that post. Yeah. And there was like a three and a half pound fluctuation mm-hmm. in there, just in one day. Mm-hmm. I went from like 153 in the morning to like 156.8 at the end of the day. So like people get so wrapped up in what the scale is telling them. And like if you're weighing yourself every day. You're not getting a good, you're not getting, I mean, like, it's okay, it is okay to weigh yourself every day, but, ah, but why? Right, like, there's, there, no there's no need it, to, yeah. there's no, there's really no need to, because except the only the difference people. that that's showing is, like, water weight, really. And I was going to say, except for the people that are trying to do a weight loss program, where they actually need to lose weight. Well, that's too generic, you'd have to, I would venture more to say people that are, like, obese or morbidly obese yeah i mean that's that's the that's the best way for them to track their progress is to see what the scale is telling them but even then weighing yourself every single day is not necessarily needed as long as as you're charting it and you're paying attention to it and over time there's a downward trend you know what i mean Mm -hmm. when you want to go when you want to bulk or you want to lose weight it's never a straight line like you're never once you start bulking it's never going to be you once you start gaining you never drop back down like you will always drop back down on the way up it's a trend up and it's the same way going down you will never just go down like you will always trend down because there's certain factors based on how much sodium you have how much water you drank that day you know what I mean? Before mm-hmm. you drink water and then after you drink water in the day. You know what I mean? That's going to that's gonna have an effect on how much you your body weighs. Right. But it's not the be-all, end-all. And, like, you're, you're another prime example of it. One of my clients was saying that he put on a suit one day. And then three weeks later, we've been maintaining this same body weight between 155, 158. He put on the same suit and it was, like, he looked like he was swimming in it. He couldn't wear it. That's he awesome. You had to put another suit on. And so I'm like, you're, we're recomping your body. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're re- we, we are recompositioning your body. You're not necessarily losing weight. You're not necessarily gaining weight. But you're recomposing what your body is made of. Right. And that's, I mean, really the ultimate goal. I don't really rely on the scale personally. No. No. I mean, the scale at my house doesn't even work. So it's whatever for me. Right. I mean, just, I go off of looks. Like, just look at myself in a mirror i'm like oh well i can see improvements there and there and then like the more I, like i don't know look at myself i'm like all right i feel pretty good i mean if i go off the scale i'm gonna be like super depressed <laughs> staying True. at the same body weight yeah. but i know that like muscle is like more um what's the word dense Heavier. yeah denser than fat so you could lose a lot of fat but then gain muscle for that same weight mm-hmm. which is good i know for me personally like I'm different than you guys because I have like uh, a lot of changes in hormones and with those fu- fluctuations those fluctuations <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I was like okay with those fluctuations sometimes like when I get closer to when my menstrual cycle is like I can just feel myself become bigger <clears throat> the scale doesn't reflect anything like the mirror doesn't reflect anything it's all psychological right. so I would say for, you know, my advice for those people that are like, shoot, I'm coming up to my menstrual cycle. Like, I just feel like crap. I look like crap. I don't want to go out with friends because I don't feel like self-confidence and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. Yeah. 
I would just say get over that and just you know know that it's it's gonna pass and don't limit yourself just because your hormones say one thing when reality doesn't say the other mm-hmm. doesn't say the same thing God, so that would I don't I have a lot of respect and a lot of empathy for women because I don't know what it would be like to bleed it sucks. once a month and I have to deal <laughs> with sucks. that I don't know I, I don't know if I have the mental fortitude to be able to function especially in the gym too like what during oh, that God. week like that is a horrible week like I'm like shit like if I do this deadlift this is a really weird topic but like am I gonna like bleed, bleed out. through my plant yeah, pants yeah, yeah. or if I'm mm. squatting like can you see yeah and that's my embarrassing pad or my yeah tampon that's embarrassing I've had that same problem I wore these I wear these uh what do you wear it depends just, just hear, so you don't poop yourself yeah <laughs> I wear these white sh- I wear these white shorts sometimes and like, oh, sometimes yeah anybody can see my butthole no 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 sometimes it's I'm lifting worse. heavy and I'm like oh did I shit myself and I'm like <laughs> and I'm, wear- I'm like I picked the worst day to wear white shorts I'm like all right yeah I kind of just do that walk by the Bro, mirror. <laughs> I don't even think I own a pair of white shorts. Hey, they were a discount, so I'm not going to pass that up. Yeah, fine. It's like Dude. $5 for a Nike. Do you? They're comfy, too. Yeah, are they? Yeah. Nice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so, this first article that I found, which I think is good for people who want to work out at home, because it says... The title of the article is The Best Adjustable Dumbbells for At-Home Workouts. I am a huge proponent of adjustable dumbbells if you have a home gym. Now, of course, if I had the space, hands down, I would get a full dumbbell rack. Hands down. just You can beat them up a little more. You don't have to be gentle. You know what I mean? You can do whatever really with them. Not not necessarily that there's stuff you can't do with adjustable dumbbells, but you can fucking throw them around and shit and not worry about them, right? And at one time, I had clients that really liked to beat up my adjustable dumb like my dumbbells, <laughs> and they'd use my adjustable ones and drop them on the floor. I'm like, oh god! And like I'm pretty gentle with them, just because like you know I don't I don't want them break because they're expensive. They're expensive. I think I paid like three hundred and fifty dollars for a oh, set Jesus. that only went. Yeah. Oh no, grant, granted, I bought them brand new, and I bought them from uh, Sears. Okay. This was like way back. This was like right when yeah. I first started. I bought them from Sears. So I didn't really know much about like buying stuff secondhand. <laughs> didn't, you know what I mean? Like didn't think. I was just like, yeah, I'm going to get them. Yeah, let's get them. So, uh, but this article goes through like the best adjustable dumbbells for at-home workouts. Now, my number one dumbbell for that's the adjustable dumbbell is going to be the power block, which is the kind that I have. And... We're not affiliated with them. We're not going to get a kickback if you get them. But the reason that I choose them, because there's there's two main kinds. There's two main kinds. Is the Bowflex adjustable dumbbells with the with the dial that you turn on each end of the dumbbell. And then the power blocks where you slide the pin. You have to slide a pin through. You know, you've used them before. I've seen them, but I haven't. Uh, okay. I tried moving it and I was like, oh, I don't yeah. know what this is. You got to slide a pin through it. Yeah. So I like the fact that you slide a pin through it because it's a lot more simple and there's less shit to break. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So um, that's that would definitely be – that's definitely my choice of like number one. But this article goes over the different kinds that you could get. And um, Bowflex is definitely going to be number two in my book. And then the third kind that they go over is the old school adjustable – dumbbell handles where you can put the one inch plates on like the plates that are the one inch diameter mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can slide them on and then lock them down mm-hmm. I've seen those. and yeah. th- those are going to be number three only because they're just a pain in the ass to adjust the weight and it just it just takes time and you you then you also have to buy a bunch of plates if you want heavy dumbbells mm-hmm. plus it looks like crap it's kind of ugly too it's the old classic one. It's like old, yeah. It's like it's old school. Old. <laughs> but you know what I thought was gonna be cool that wasn't was the Olympic dumbbell handles. You know what I'm talking about? No. The no, dumbbell handles so. that you can put the Olympic plates on. They have the two inch diameter. It's like a regular barbell. It's literally like a short barbell oh, that's yeah. only big enough for one hand. Hmm. Wait, you have that? I have like okay. I have 
one set of them. I might have two sets of them. I do think I have two it? sets of them. I know. The literally the only, I've used them to do like bench, you know, like dumbbell benching. It's a pain in the ass yeah. unless you have a bunch of the similar plates and you have a bunch of the um of the same clips that are like minimalistic clips. They don't take up a lot of space. Okay. But yeah. it's a pain in the ass with the heavy dumbbells because you really have no place to rest them on your legs like if you're getting ready to do bench press or something mm. without them like digging into your legs mm. that's and uncomfortable yeah and one one pair like one of them like fell apart on me <laughs> while I was using it that's annoying. and it was like really really frustrating cause like the collar unscrewed or whatever and it just like really pissed me off jeez so I thought they were gonna be good but the only thing that I use them for now is like single arm dumbbell rows that is literally the only thing I use them for right now and that's partly because I don't do a lot of dumbbell work, but when I do do dumbbell work and I need real heavy dumbbells for like single arm rows, they're good for that. Just because it's just like row, 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 put it on the floor. You know what I mean? There's nothing Simple. overhead, nothing that you're balancing above you. It's just pulling it off the floor. Mm -hmm. That's right. really the only thing they're good for. And part of that is because you can't lock the plates down because it's a regular, regular size barbell, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. thing. Jeez, I, I want to try these out next time I'm over. Next time you come over, we're going to try all of them out, and you can let me know which ones you like. Yeah. What do you guys do post-workout? Do you have a routine? <laughs> do you guys have a routine post-workout? Uh, mm. For me, like, it's kind of a challenge, and actually it's a good topic that you brought it up because I read this article the other day about the controversy of if there's, like, this window of opportunity to get your protein in you know how like there's that like 30 minutes to 60 minutes where you're like you have to get your protein in and if you don't get it in then you're not gonna you know build this certain amount of muscle is that like a myth right Pretty it sure is. That is yeah yep. the article That's that i read science. the article <laughs> that i read was Busted. how <laughs> you know incorporating intermittent fasting with um trying to do your workouts in the morning so for example i do my workouts in the morning and for me, sometimes, like, I may or may not be hungry after w my workout. So I was battling with, well, shoot, if I'm not getting in that 30 to 60-minute window, you know, am I really losing muscle rather than gaining? So I did this research, and they proved that it was a, a myth. And they said that there's, in fact, if you do intermittent fasting with a workout in the morning, if you eat your food within a three-hour window, so after you place that dumbbell back on the rack, and after you've stretched or whatever your, you know, after your routine is, if you can eat something within three hours, that it'll give you the same effect if you were to eat it 30 mm -hmm. to 60 minutes. And it's also contingent on when you ate your last meal pre-workout. True. True. So if you ate immediately before your workout, there's really no reason you want to eat immediately after your workout. But that would also go against the intermittent fasting because if you wake right. up and eat, then you've broke broken right, the fast. Right, right. And, and that's also for people who are working out in the mornings and intermittent True. fasting. You could be intermittent fasting and working out during your window that you can eat, during that eight-hour window that you can eat. So if that's the case and you got it, let's say you're coming towards the end of your eight-hour window. Let's say 8 p.m. You're, you're eating between noon and 8 p.m. and you're working out at 5 p.m. and you're done at 6 6.30, let's say you get back from the gym, okay? You got to get a meal in, mm -hmm. right? If you haven't hit your macros for that day, if you're, if you know what I mean, if you still have calories to spare, yeah, eat a meal. Like, there's nothing wrong with eating immediately post-workout. No, it's, there is nothing. Know, but, I mean, if, let's say, you had, you consumed all the calories you were you were allowed to for that day and you finish your workout and you don't eat, that's fine. I don't see an issue with that. Now, I would take something post-workout. If you're doing supplement, you know, if you're taking any supplements, creatine, amino acids, you know, protein, whatever. If you're taking something, yeah, have some. You can have some post-workout. It's also goal-dependent, too, like whatever your goal is. But, like, if you're trying to bulk, if you're really try trying to get bigger and stronger, absolutely you need to have something post-workout. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes it's tough because I know me, like, after, like, a pretty intense workout, like, I just don't feel good. 
Like you ever you ever have that when you just don't feel good after a workout? You're like, I think I'm gonna throw up. Not to the point where I think I'm gonna throw up, oh, but I don't know definitely why. to the I get point. Those a lot. Definitely to the point where I'm like, yeah, I just don't want to eat. Yeah, like I get those all the time, so it's really tough for me to eat. So I'm usually waiting like an hour or two, maybe hour and a half, not two. Which is not which is not a bad thing, even if even though you're still trying to bulk, it's not yeah. a bad thing to wait. Mm-hmm. And then also pay attention to that pre-workout timing, that pre-workout meal timing to see when you last ate hmm. and see how many hours went by between your that meal, you work out, and then your next meal, how many hours went by. I mean, I usually eat something before working out. Right, so, so if you have something, then you had something, which is even if it's a small snack, that's fine. There's, I don't, you know, there, I don't think there's anything wrong with having like a little peanut butter or something beforehand yeah. also just to get a little. It might be the pre-workout. I've been testing like pre-workouts. I like the one pre-caged, but I also think it might be messing up with my stomach. You think so? Yeah, I've been you having a tough time trying to find it. I you know what I noticed with uh, the Beanox? Oh, oh, I didn't grab that bag. Yeah, I know. Yet. You didn't grab it the last <laughs> time you came over because you guys left and I, the bag was still yeah. there. I was like, oh, he left yeah. it here. Yeah, I'll get it. We'll get yeah. it to you eventually. Um, I actually just ordered another tub of it. It came nice. in. I'm getting to the point now where like I can have backups of my supplements. Oh. Yeah. It's a nice feeling. My it's I'm, a nice I'm feeling. hitting the point where I'm like uh, I I'm pretty low on everything and I'm it's, like I don't you know, have the money for it. Well, you know why? <laughs> you know why it's getting to that point for me cuz I'm just making it a priority now. Oh yeah. I'm just making it a priority because I recognize that these things are very important to me mm-hmm. to have them. And it's not that like I didn't have the money before. It's just that I was like, oh, I'm out. I'll order some more or I'll go get some more. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. I used to do that. And now it's like, you know what? Let me just have a backup. So when I run out, I can order it but not have to wait for it to come. You know what I mean? Especially with yeah. the creatine because That's I'm important. pretty big on like staying consistent with my creatine, creatine intake. Yeah. But um, so my post-workout uh, routine is basically uh, I'm not good at it but I try to stretch immediately post workout to kind of just relax the body and stimulate that parasympathetic nervous system because when you're when you're exercising putting your body under stress you're kind of uh stimulating the sympathetic nervous system so to switch kind of kind of switch nervous system types post workout is a good idea to help with recovery but this article was talking about how you should do savasana immediately post workout, and I was like, "What is savasana?" Sav- Sounds like some sort of you, yoga routine. You savasana. posted that today, right? Something about savasana no. today. You didn't post that? No, I don't think so. I swear I saw something about savasana, and I was like, "What is that?" Okay, so <laughs> cool. So now you can learn too. So uh, the savasana, even no, I did. I sent it to you guys. You probably read it in the text message that, that I sent you guys about uh, in the group chat. Because that's what I sent you in the group chat with the articles. Okay. But um, Savasana is a restorative pose that's done at the end of yoga. You're right. Um, and basically the way that you do it is you lie on the ground face up with your palms either up or down. So you're just lying flat on the ground. Your feet are like decently spread apart, you know, comfortably spread apart. They don't have to be super wide. Um so what this does is supposedly it stimulates the root chakra, which you have chakras throughout your body, and I don't know a whole lot about it, but that kind of gets really woo-woo right now. We're kind of going into the woo-woo zone. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, basically because mm-hmm. because your entire body is connected with the earth, um, you're energizing okay. that chakra, right? So like I would assume that like, to be connected with the earth, you'd have to do this outside. Ideally, you'd want to do it outside in the grass so that you're actually touching earth. You know what I mean? You're not just like on a gym floor. Um, and when you energize this chakra, chakra, this is supposedly um, grounds the individual and provides inner provides the inner stability that you need for growth physically and mentally. So... Mm. It's kind of interesting. I'm going to, like, try it when it's not super freaking cold outside. <laughs> you don't want to be laying on the ground. <laughs> in the snow. Laying in the snow. <laughs> yes. Like, honey, what are you doing? Oh, 
Oh, shut up. I'm doing Savasana. <laughs> Shh, I'm trying to connect with nature. My butt cheeks are frozen. <laughs> <laughs> so the the article goes on to talk about why you should do it post-workout. And they this like doctor says that uh, it allows you to absorb the full benefits of the workout. And uh, it can relieve built-up physical and mental stress that you've built up through life and through the workout because working out is a stress. And, um, you know, their reasoning for this is because the body doesn't differentiate stress. Like the stress that you go through to just go for a run, your body can't differentiate that from running from a tiger or running from, you know what I mean, running out of danger. Now... I somewhat disagree with that because when you know you're running from danger or something that could kill you, you get it like a severe adrenaline dump. Yeah, you can pick up a car. Yeah, that you don't necessarily get on your own, like just from working out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, I have found that the way that I can kind of biohack my... Uh, lifts is if I do it in public right so I've been feeling ready to go for a deadlift PR for a while Mm -hmm. okay but I know that when I do it at home when I'm in the garage and nobody's watching and nobody's like cheering for me to get it up I'm not gonna I, I probably won't get it up right but like a situation like today where we had a deadlift party at work and I had like a bunch of guys that were like, come on, get it up, get it up. And I go and pull, what, 20 pounds higher than my PR. And then immediately after that, pull 30 pounds higher than my all-time PR. Because I was able to manipulate that situation and put myself in a situation that I know my body's going to release more adrenaline. And I'm going to basically be able to lift a weight that I may not be able to lift alone in the garage. Mm -hmm. Right. So you can do things like this to like hack your body. Once you learn what you like and what, 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 what you need to get that adrenaline release for some people, they can do it mentally. Just thinking about a certain situation can cause your body to release adrenaline. That's what I did. Yeah. Sometimes like, um, for some people, like if you think about fighting somebody, getting in a physical altercation, even like clenching your fists really hard, mm-hmm. that like gets you going for some mm-hmm. odd re- reason. Yeah, yeah. It, different things work for different people. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, your body can't differentiate the stress between real life, scary stuff, and working out. That's their reasoning for this, and I don't necessarily agree with that because I think you're you can differentiate cognitively you can you know when you're just working out and when you're just like you're running from a tiger so that being said that's getting a little off track but the reason they want you to do that they recommend doing savasana uh post-workout is so that uh you can relax right but um the issue that i have with a completely relaxing immediately post-workout is you're kind of getting your body amped up when you're working out and you almost want to keep that feeling so that your body continues to release testosterone, release growth hormone. Because when you relax, when you get into a relaxed state, your body's not going to release the testosterone. It's not going to release the growth hormone. So that's why you kind of want to just keep that, um, not tension, but that that energy, that stress, that positive stress. Mm-hmm. Continue in my mind. You want to continue that post workout, and you know, not necess- not that meditation is not useful or not beneficial, but just immediately post workout. I'm not sure how effective it'll be, um, and it, and it, even if it'll have any physiological effects as to muscle protein synthesis, you know, those three hours after the workout. I'm not sure if it has any physiological effect at all on that. And I'm not sure if there's any studies on that, which I'll look into. But um, that was the basis of this article was trying to do, was was saying you should just relax in that pose to kind of stimulate the parasympathetic nervous system mm-hmm. uh, immediately post-workout. 
Sounds like a good idea to me. Um, it also sounds m- like a dead man's pose mm-hmm. that we would do in yoga at soccer. Um, you just lay there. Yeah. That's my favorite one in yoga. It's just, I don't know, something about it. Oh, it's sweet. like, <laughs> it's different than just lying in your bed mm-hmm. with like on your back, hands out, like lying on the ground on a hard surface. Mm-hmm. Whether you're touching the actual earth or just laying on your you know, bedroom floor or whatever, it kind of like brings you a new perspective. So even like, even if you weren't doing it right after a workout or whatever, just give it a try. Yeah, totally. And see, Mm -hmm. and just have an open mind while doing it. I think it would be a good idea. I've done some yoga. That's it. Faggot. (laughs) No, it's, it's not bad, but I'm not flexible. So yoga kind of hurts me. Dude, I'm, yeah, when I did, when I was doing yoga, I was really not flexible. Yeah, like everyone else was like, ah, and I'm like, dude, oh <laughs> I'm like, ah, when yeah. is this over? And they're like, I keep <laughs> stretching. Freaking hard, dude. Like, inhale, and I'm like, I can't even breathe right now. That's why I just started like, doing. <gasps> trying yeah. not to fall. Because when they say inhale, and then like exhale, it's like five minutes. I'm like, I can't do it, man. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun, yeah. Made me feel good for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But stretching is a big thing that I'm gonna start doing now. Like yes, way more, definitely. way more. And um, uh, heating it. And you definitely it. do the hot cold therapy. Yeah. The hot cold therapy is definitely gonna help uh, for any sensitive spots. Yeah, um, I mean for everyone. If yeah. So for for the listeners, Mike just uh, just got word that he tore. Was it, is it tear or a slight? I slightly strain. tore my meniscus, my Ooh. lateral meniscus yeah so the meniscus yeah. is a muscle on top of the tibia i believe yeah or is it the fib fibula uh, no no which no. one's smaller the fibula is smaller isn't well it? it's right above my shin <laughs> that's all I i'm know. pretty yeah. sure that's the tibia yeah i don't know which one it is so it's like it's the muscle that's on top of the tibia hmm. in between the joints and it, it helps to cushion um along with the cartilage it helps hmm. to cushion um, the knee joint, so there's no like bone on bone action, and when you yeah, tear that, of course there's going to be site inflammation, and it's it's going to be painful. Yeah. Um, and your knee like pops like above it and keeps popping out of place. Right. That's what was my big problem. Pro- right. Oh, I can't tell what the problem was, and I also found I have patellar tendonitis, yeah, which so Megan has as well. You freaking soccer players. So I think. What you? I mean, I think what you both should do, and I'll send you guys some resources for this, but I think you both should be doing like knee mobility as well as part of your warm up. Do you guys do the mobility warm up? I do. Good. I do like dynamic stretching and like I walk on the treadmill and good because you have to. That's like basically priming the body to work, and that is so important pre workout, especially uh, when you're going heavy. It is so important to prime the body and get it ready to do work before you just go right into something. Yep. Um, so I'm going to send you guys both some resources for like knee mobility because that's going to help with your patellar tendonitis too. Um, but definitely stay on top of the hot cold therapy. Take the collagen, preferably the Keon Flex, which I'll link to in the show notes mm-hmm. for anybody else that wants some knee or joint and bone uh health improvements uh this is a really trusted company um keon is a really really good reputable company um i know i don't know him personally but i know the who the ceo is and he has his own podcast ben greenfield and i really trust all of his work um he's a really really intelligent dude but uh so i would definitely recommend looking into that and at least trying it for a month um you know, because I know it might be expensive to pay, be paying fifty bucks a month to, to get that, and you know, constantly. But I would say at least invest for it, invest in it for one month, or even doing it every other month. month, or doing it every yeah. other month. But you know, I mean, long term, better to do every other month than not do it at all. Mm-hmm. You know, so I would definitely stay on uh, on top with that and um, doing the hot cold therapy, and I'll send you guys some mobility work that you guys can do for your knees, uh, just to improve the mobility. And um, and strengthen the ligaments too, but don't. So this brings up another factor: <coughs> static stretching immediately, like before you go into like heavy squats, right? No, 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 no. You don't do any of that. No. Good. 
the reason you don't want to do like static stretching before you go into like heavy weightlifting is because when you stretch the muscle and you like do the like quad or hamstring stretch and hold it for 30 seconds, you're lengthening the muscle. Okay. So by lengthening the muscle, you're going to give yourself more range of motion, but you may not necessarily have strength in that new range of motion. So you go to do a squat at 225 when you normally, you squat to your normal depth and then you stretch and then you do, and that gives you another half inch or quarter inch of range of motion and you do another you do squats at 225 you don't have necessarily enough strength in that extra quarter or half inch range of motion to be able to handle 225 Hmm. see what i'm saying so you don't want to do static stretching before you work out you want to do the dynamic stretching to just warm up the muscles and prime them and get them ready to work and then do the static stretching post-workout to get into that uh, parasympathetic nervous system. But um, anyway. Another, Wait, uh, even if you're a... Oh, sorry, this is like no, an no, no. example. Like even if your hamstrings are like super sore or something, like stiff, is it good to do like static stretching? Nod before like I mean if oh, your ha- if your hamstrings are really sore <laughs> going into deadlifts or whatever yeah like foam roll them foam rolling is going to be your best bet mm. pre-workout okay if they're bothering you I would say even during right because I've seen yes. uh, Larry yeah. wheels do yes it. Yeah. you can definitely foam roll in between mm-hmm. sets that's fine but definitely don't be doing static stretching it's going to give you more range of motion which you you may not necessarily have strength in, like you're going to get an immediate result from the stretch. You'll have more range of motion. And when you do that, um, you're going to, not necessarily that you'll think, but when you do that, you'll be able to move further in that range of motion, but you may not have strength there. So you're you're more likely to injure yourself by stretching before or during your workout that might have happened to me yeah i was doing some static stretching a lot mostly during deadlifts that's it oh fucker well (laughs) now you know now you know yeah now you know now you know now you know um so talking about things that are bad for you uh do you guys you guys neither of you drink cow's milk do you no i drink almond milk i drink a lot of cow's milk you motherfucker that's another reason you're fucking knee Whoa. Oh my uh, god! All the <laughs> fucking f bombs yeah, in this episode. What else do I do? That's bad. Thanks to Michael. All right, Mike. After we after you <laughs> listen after we finish this podcast when it's posted, I want you to go back and listen to the section that we're about to talk about right now that I'm about to go into right now. Okay. I mean, I could just okay. So like, now. as we've all grown up, we've all been told that you gotta drink cow's milk. You gotta drink. You gotta drink milk. Drink milk to get mm-hmm. big, strong bones. Keep your bones strong. Well, this is a fucking lie, unfortunately. Cow's milk is actually terrible for you. And the, actually, the pasteurization process, mm, some experts are saying that after milk goes through the pasteurization process, it basically becomes toxic to us. What? Yeah, so um, <laughs> the reason, so so to take it way back, the reason that the government started really pushing milk is because during World War I, uh, the government ramped up production of, uh, of milk, of dairy farmers. And they started to send milk overseas to fight malnutrition in the soldiers and in, in people um, who are overseas. Now, because of this, they, this ramp in production, um, farmers started to get rid of other means of, of um, food. You know, they started to, some farmers just totally just went with, became dairy farmers, right? That's all they did was, was they were dairy farmers. And after the war ended, this led to uh, the government having a massive excess of Uh, milk way more than we needed so instead of getting rid of that milk and just throwing it away or giving it to another country 
They started to just advertise to drink more milk because it was healthy for you. It's a healthier alternative than sugary sodas and whatnot. And even though we're talking about how milk is bad, if I were to take somebody who regularly drinks Pepsi or something (laughs) and try to get them to find a healthier alternative, yes, milk is definitely a healthier alternative than drinking uh, sugary drinks all day, right? But... um, it can milk can be a detriment to your health. It's there was a study by the um, Journal of Nurses or something that that showed that there was an ink that milk drinking cow's milk led to an increase in bone fractures by fifty percent. Interesting. That it didn't like That's it didn't say, it didn't do it. Everybody was saying it's supposed to do, and if you look at the statistics of countries that have low calcium intake. The level of osteoporosis is also much lower in those countries. Isn't that amazing? Definitely. Yeah, really makes you think. Really makes you think. So just, just say it, Megan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really makes you think. Yeah. <laughs> so milk is very mucus forming, and you know this when you drink a bunch of milk, you like have a bunch of mucus in the back of your back of your throat, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So this if you drink milk regularly, can lead to allergies, a development of allergies, especially in in infants, uh, more ear infections, type 1 diabetes, anemia, constipation, and some cancers because drinking cow's milk has been shown to increase levels of IGF-1 or insulin growth-like factor 1, which is a key factor, plays a key role in the development of some cancers. So thus, we can then say, make this super clickbaity, why milk causes cancer. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real. Look at the facts, no. people. people Listen, like, for oh real. God. <laughs> Our, like, uh, 25% of people can't even digest cow's milk. So, like, what makes us think it's a good thing to drink? You know what I mean? It's very hard to digest. Our bodies have a hard time digesting cow's milk. And another milk that would be much easier to, to digest is goat's milk. Our bodies can digest goat's milk, and it's more bioavailable. We get more of the benefit from it than we do cow's milk. So, so you're saying drink goat's milk? I'm just saying stop drinking cow's milk. But if you had to pick a milk, what milk would that be to drink? Almond milk. Okay. Just because I like almond milk. What if people don't like almond milk? Coconut milk. What if people don't like coconut milk? Goat's milk. I mean, there's so <laughs> many other. <laughs> op- keep there's <laughs> I was debating if I wanted to keep going with that. I was kind of <laughs> hoping you were going to keep going. Yeah. There's so many other options you can choose from, and like I think almond milk is like the second, like uh, most famous one. Oh yeah, yeah. Most popular. Yeah. Most popular option. It's late. To I'm like compared to regular milk. The coffee got to me quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna say that now. I'm like, sorry if it smells. That's no, okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit. I mean, yeah, Nate was like killing it upstairs when he first got here. Oh yeah, man, it was it was bad. Well, cause I ate some cheese fries today. I ate some <laughs> some bacon cheese fries from Dyer's. Speaking about cow's milk, I know. <laughs> yeah, you know that's the other thing. I see. Listen, I kind of have a cheese addiction. I think <laughs> like I eat like about a pound of cheese a week. Bro. Oh my god, you have like diarrhea? <laughs> like no, <laughs> and I'm not even constipated either. Yeah, but that's probably why you fart so much. Like I have healthy poops. It probably is why I fart no, so much. No, it definitely is. What about that one day? Last time we did the podcast, how much oh cheese did you eat? Oh my god, that was like death. All right, listen. I, that is something silly. that I'm working yeah. on <laughs> personally <laughs> is cutting down my <laughs> cheese intake. All right. I just really, I really like <laughs> my egg burritos with cheese, right? Like, I make burritos with eggs and cheese. I mean, you know, there's also a whole bunch of other <laughs> types of cheeses that you could have besides cow's Like milk. non-dairy cheeses? Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to look like into that. Like goat's milk cheese or buffalo milk cheese. That was funny. Buffalo I told, milk cheese. I told someone the other day that I had buffalo milk cheese, and they were like, how do you milk a buffalo? The same way you milk a cow, <laughs> fuckhead. Like, <laughs> at first, I was like, I don't know, like. Do, do buffaloes even have udders? <laughs> <laughs> if it's buffalo milk, yeah. how do you think milk comes out of cows? What the fuck? It was funny. People are fucking weird. All right. 
Let's funny. get into the questions. It's question time. Oh, I love this. Question <laughs> numero uno. Rick says, lately when I really push myself in the gym, I have trouble catching my breath. Any ideas as to what's going on? Mm, I have this problem as well. Do you really? Yeah. You know, the first thing I blame it on cardio. That's what I think. When I was gonna, when I read this question first, when you sent it to us, the first thing that came to my mind was cardio. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, unless you have like some serious, um, like situation going on, like maybe you're anemic or, um, you know, your body's not. What's the condition where your body can't like uptake oxygen very well? Asthma, or is that just like <laughs> inflammation of the uh-huh. lungs? I don't, I don't know. know, but I know it's, it's like people who keep yawning because they're like they don't have enough. Yeah, like yeah. you, like your body can't uptake the oxygen very well and like get it into the bloodstream. And I get mean, it, I would assume maybe the body. maybe asthma. Yeah. Well, but I feel like asthma is more of like a upper respiratory. Yeah, well, asthma is like when the lungs thing, just. If anyone can answer this out. question, they get a free shirt. No, so like, <laughs> uh, see, that's the thing. This question is very. It's not vague, <laughs> it's but like, question it's so like, open ended. Like, there's so there could be so many things. Like, right. You have to you have to look yeah. at a lot of things. Like, yes, it could be your the fact that you suck at cardio. Like, do more cardio. You know what I mean? That could be the reason. Um, it could also be the fact that maybe you actually have a condition where your body's not uptaking the oxygen that you're breathing in. I think we need to add just a little cardio. I think there the should program. be a bit, bit yeah. of cardio. Like not much because yeah. I guess for who you are, like I'm trying to bulk. So I guess only like. That's the thing like is like this program minutes, can yeah. be used whether you want to bulk or not. So I think what we should yeah, do is just make recommendations based on, you know, what your goal is. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to cut back. You know, do this amount of cardio, but don't do more than this amount of cardio. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, I I think the first thing is just like it's probably you just suck at cardio, and like I have the same problem. Like when I don't yeah. take if I cut my rest times down between sets, especially on deadlifts, man, it fucking kills me. Like I'm breathing heavy and shit. Like it sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, you know, if I take my time. It doesn't doesn't bother me as much. So right. like, look at also look at that. Like, are you resting or are you like, no, I don't need rest. I can keep going. Right, and the also the other point that I was gonna point out, like professional athletes, like I don't know, Olympic athletes, they also have to push themselves to make them better. And you know, their endurance levels are gonna be a lot higher than just the average Joe that's going to the gym. So of course they're gonna be out of breath. May are they in shape? Absolutely. But they're going to be out of breath, and that's okay. That's not a problem. So I think you need to look at it in a different perspective as, like, what am I doing in terms of my routine, mm-hmm. and why am I out of breath? And did he say that he has trouble breathing or that he's just out of breath? He has trouble catching my breath. Okay, yeah. So, like, if you have trouble catching your breath, it could mean that, like, you just can't get the oxygen. Right. Can't get the oxygen in. But it could also be the fact that you just suck at cardio. So yeah. um, if it really, if it like becomes a serious, serious thing, I would definitely go see a doctor. Maybe get like your VO2 max measured, like get hooked up to a uh, one of those like cardio machines that track your breath or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I would just pay attention to your rest times. Um, you know, take into account like have you been doing cardio? at all and if not maybe like doing a little bit of cardio to make your cardiovascular strength better so that you can handle the weightlifting you're doing then you know go that route but mm-hmm. um, I'd look at all the factors I wouldn't just I wouldn't just you know assume one thing because I mean especially answering questions on podcasts that are like specific like this you, you know what I mean there's so many possibilities that like right. you know if it becomes a serious issue go see a doctor otherwise just you know maybe do some change one thing yeah change one thing do keep with that one change for three weeks and see how it see how it affects you right all right next question frank says what do you feel about high rep say 25 per set with moderate weight as opposed to a heavy set or excuse me as opposed to a heavy weight and low reps say eight to ten I think they're both essential. Yeah, I would I mean also the say it depends on what you're trying to do, right? Right, but like, 
All right, so most people that ask a question like this is like, what's the best? What's the best rep range to do? You know, what what should I do to see the most gains? Well, chances are it's the it's the way that you're not training. Mm-hmm. And I fell into this category when I first started. Um, you know, my goal was hypertrophy was to grow the muscle. So my thought process was, why would I do anything other than hypertrophy training and stay in in that moderate rep range of eight to twelve reps per set? Why would I do anything outside of that? What I want to do is grow the muscle, right? I don't want to do, uh, you know, at the time it was like, I don't care about strength. I'm not going to do sets of one, two, three, four, or five. And I don't care about muscular endurance. I just want my muscles to get bigger. I want to be a bigger dude. I want to look bigger. I want to be swole. So I stayed in that rep range of eight to 12 forever. And I did not vary from that. And what ended up happening was I'd made I made some progress in the beginning, but I pretty much plateaued and like didn't make wasn't make wasn't making progress for a long stretch. And it wasn't until I started to venture outside of that and focus on lifting heavier and focus on training my muscular endurance with certain lifts that I really started to see some serious adaptations and size and leanness as to as well. So, um. They're but it, all three of those rep ranges: strength, hypertrophy, and muscular endurance. You gotta train all of them. You don't necessarily have to do them all in one workout. You don't necessarily have to do them all in one month, but you should be periodizing your training so that you're hitting each one. And if you don't know which one works best for you, then you need to spend time in each, and pay very close attention to how your body's changing, and then use that data to figure out which one works best for you. Mm-hmm. And it could be a combination that works best for you. Yep. But I definitely think that they're all three of them are essential, and you should definitely be doing all of them, no matter what. I mean, I would also say you don't always have to follow like the program. Like if it says twelve reps, and then you hit twelve reps, and it seems like easy, like definitely like go a little bit farther till you hit like that failure, and then like that's when you know you getting progress of course yeah right or well, you know go up and wait that's what probably let me let me ask you this oh there we go is training to failure better than training to one to two reps before failure oh no i didn't okay well <laughs> not to failure every single time right but like close to it yeah when you, close when you get to close it. to whatever it. what is that the rpe is that like yeah 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 rpe ra- rate of perceived exertion yeah so it's oh. like rpe like what what is it? You probably so R- know way more than that. RPE yeah. <laughs> is rated on a scale of 1 to 10. Yeah. And 1 being like, this is pussy shit. Mm-hmm. And 10 being like, that was everything I gave 100%. I could not give more effort. So RPE um, is your is failure. Is not failure. RPE is your rate of perceived exertion. You could do a max deadlift, mm-hmm. right? And an RPE be 10, and it'd be a good deadlift. Okay. And you you didn't hit failure. You did the full deadlift. Mm-hmm. Normally, you use RPE when you're when you're measuring, like, one rep, two rep, you know what I mean, five yeah. rep. Okay. You're not ne- – I mean, you can measure RPE for, like, sets of 12, but it's a little bit more difficult because you've got so many more reps to do. Mm-hmm. If you have one rep and you tell me – do a squat at RPE 8. I can do one squat. I know what weight I need. I have a pretty good idea of what weight I need to do a squat with my rate of perceived exertion being at 8. Mm-hmm. But if you say, I want you to do 12 reps at a rate of perceived exertion 8, I'm going to be like, fuck, I don't really know what weight that is. No. Because 135 might feel good for 8 reps, and then 9, 10, 11, and 12 are just really hard. Or 135 might be good for freaking 30 reps. You know what I mean? So unless, and then, and that, I mean, that comes down to knowing your body. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And knowing what you can and can't do. But, um, yeah, RPE is generally measured with, like, the lower rep range. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, you can for the, for the higher rep range, but it, it gets a little bit more difficult. Yeah. You got to know your body a little bit better mm-hmm. because you're doing that, doing those reps for a, a longer period of time. Okay, yeah. Sweet. Oh, yeah. All right, next question. <laughs> David says, 
I'm looking to lose some body fat. I'm pretty built and work out in my backyard. I'm trying to lose 25 to 30 pounds so I can join the army. What should I do? Top body weight exercises go. Bench, squat, deadlift, over Body arm. weight. What? Body weight. Like push-ups. <laughs> you can't so really bench press. And I was just like, boom, really boom, be- boom, next. Like, remember this dude works out in his backyard. Probably has very minimal equipment, if none. Okay. Okay. I mean, for the army, he should be doing the push-up, sit-ups, and then the run. True. Train as you fight. However, mm-hmm. what I was going to say, improve your diet. Granted, we don't know what David eats. We don't know how David eats. We don't know what his profession is. Improve your diet. That's good input. Of course. You can never outwork a bad diet, so that's good input. So my my question for David would be, what what do you <laughs> eat on what a daily you basis? <laughs> you know, you yeah. I, I could care less about how much you work out in your backyard or what you do in your backyard. Mm-hmm. If you're eating McDonald's every single day, that's not going to help you at all. Right. Exactly. So. All right, Mike. No, oh, I said the push-ups, sit-ups, and the run. That's all. I mean, I can't really think of anything right Oh, um, what is it? Sixty one twenties? The sprinting? Yeah, the, the sprinting. Jogs? That's that, a good one. That helped me a lot during the basic That's a training. good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh what's a good one? Um eight count push up. Yeah, <laughs> buddy. That's a good one, yeah. Yeah, uh, get used to the eight one. count push up. I'm like trying to think of all the ones that we That's went basically through. a burpee, a counted burpee. Yeah, that one. Uh, it's horrible. It's stupid. I always hated them. One, two, three, uh, four, six to five, six inches, six. whatever. You hold your feet six up. Six inches hold. Six yeah. inch and hold. That's a yeah, good one. Those are good ones. Flutter kicks. Flutter that kicks are flutter. good. Good for stuff. Yeah, especially for your um, abductors, right? Flip hip whatever. flexors. Hip flexors. Yeah. Abductors. Okay. Oh, those are the oh, ones where you we're gonna have. We're gonna have a lesson. We're gonna have a lesson here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you have your abductors and your adductors. Yeah. Okay. Your the ad- adductors are where the dick goes. That's, that's how a I remember. that's a good way to remember it. But also, <laughs> when you're when you're bringing when you're bringing your legs into your body, you're adding to your body. Oh, so you your go. adductors, yeah. and then your abductors are the opposite. But I like Megan's better. The <laughs> ad is where the D is. Where you're I think bringing the legs in. Where the D is. That, yeah. That's a good one. Um, all right, my top body weight exercises are, of course, push-ups, sit-ups, squats got to do the oh, squats build squats, the legs yeah, yeah air squats to build the legs wall sits are good um you know and you can scale all of this to be uh to be a little bit easier or harder or harder I'm depending on your skill yeah. um also go to a park there was like way back when right when i got back from the army i went up to visit dad and there was no gym no gym around so i went to the local park and there was like uh monkey bars there and yeah. so I just just started banging out pull-ups, you know what I mean? Different hand grips, different hand positions. Why it started with a weaker position, which was wide grip, ended up working my hands in closer as I got more fatigued and then was doing chin-ups and stuff. It was a solid workout, and I pretty much just paired pull-ups and push-ups that workout. And it was a pretty damn good workout. You could do like a nice circuit. Yeah, at a park, you yeah. know, go to a, find a park that's nearby that might... Even if it's not like a workout park and it doesn't have like a workout area, like yeah. find some monkey bars and just start doing pull-ups. You know what I mean? Or if you can't do pull-ups, follow the progression of like you hang and then you start to flex your shoulders, bring them down to kind of start to pull yourself up and then you start to pull yourself up with your arms. You know what I mean? Just follow that progression mm-hmm. of the beginning of being able to do a pull-up. Um, but, yeah, definitely... Definitely train as you fight. Push-ups, sit-ups, and two-mile run. Because if your goal is not necessarily to change your body, but just be able to perform the duties you have to perform in the Army, push-ups, sit-ups, two-mile run, bro. Just get better at those. All right. Last question is from Kyle. Okay. (laughs) Is it better to go into the gym with a strict routine or just wing it? I like to mix between the two. What are your thoughts? Oh, all right. Let me just put it this way. Mike, what happened to your deadlift from doing high-speed anabolic? Oh, it definitely increased by oof, 40 pounds. 40 pounds. Yeah. And mine by 30. Yeah. Okay, so and what have we been doing for the past just 12 the weeks? Yeah. For the past 13 weeks, following the program. I mean, if you're winging it, you're just doing the, the bro workout. And you're probably right. not going to want to do 
legs that day if you're just right. winging it. Just following the program. Yeah. So I would say this. Um, when it comes to kind of intuitive training or just like doing whatever, the only time I would say that's okay is if you're okay with maintaining. If you're okay with staying where you are physically and performance-wise, wing it. Go ahead. And do do the exercises you like doing. Do the movements you enjoy doing that you get a good pump doing. But if you're really trying to build a certain area or perform better or get stronger at a certain lift or multiple certain lifts, you got to follow a strict program. Because unless you're tracking your workouts, your, your wing it workouts, and then looking back at what you did and staying on a proper split with proper frequency each week, you're just going to be maintaining. Yeah. And there's no basis, there's no reason, there's no purpose behind what you're doing when you're just winging it. So if you're just winging it, be prepared to maintain and you know not necessarily make much progress i'm not saying it's impossible to make progress winging it but you're gonna make a lot more progress when you have a structured plan especially one like high-speed anabolic i agree wholeheartedly is that the last question that was the last question, oh, no. last question. all right Pat, those are great questions. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening to this episode of Drive with Woody Fit. I'm your host, Nate Woods, and I'm here with Megan Woods and Michael Stewart. What, what, in the butt? All right. So, again, th- <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening, you guys. Um, really, really, we really appreciate all of the, all of the listeners um, taking time out of your day, out of your you know doing the passive thing listening to us while you're driving that's why it's called drive with woody fit um and uh you know without you guys listening you know we we wouldn't have anybody to be talking to we so we're be here yeah right well we probably you. would still be i would still convince you guys to do it even oh, okay. if nobody was listening okay. but um, it's so fun for us yeah that's why. i enjoy the fuck out of it yeah. but um yeah thank you guys for listening we really really appreciate it um, if you guys have any questions that you'd like to hear answered on the show, shoot us an email at admin at executivefitllc.com, and we'll be sure to answer your questions on the next episode uh, of Drive with Woody Fit. And also, all the show notes for this episode you can find at executivefitllc.com slash woodyfit, I think. I think is the URL. ExecutiveFitLLC.com slash WoodyFit. Sounds uh, right. Or you could just go to ExecutiveFitLLC.com and click on the menu and then select the podcast, and then you'll be able to find all the show notes there. But um, Or there's this thing called Google. Yeah, you could Google it, or you could just like email me with your questions. And if your question is, how do I find the show notes, I'll just answer that on the podcast too. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. All right. Uh, yeah, thanks, guys. That's all we got. Peace out, home slice. See you later.